Hey, it's Callan. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Imperfect Me Women. This will be our final episode for season one. Crazy that we're already at the end of season one. And I am excited about the guests that we have today. Jessica Novak talks about her journey getting out of debt, over $50,000 worth of debt, and still in her 20s. And it's just an amazing journey. And she gives so many great pointers for those of you who might be wanting to do the same. I know that this is an issue that affects many, many, many of us out there. And especially the millennial generation, for those of you who are in the same boat as my husband and I with student loans and things like that, she talks through a lot of things that help them be able to get out of their student loan debt. And a lot of the resources she talks about are really useful. So give it a listen and I will follow up at the end of the episode with some things to look forward to. Jessica Novak is a mom of two little boys, ages three and one. They recently moved to Arizona for the second time, and they're loving it. She graduated with a bachelor's in elementary education a few years ago and is currently a stay-at-home mom. Every now and then, she teaches English online, but is loving the mom life and wants to soak it up as much as she possibly can. Her husband is a registered nurse, the best you could ever hope to have, and has been their source of income for the past four-ish years. Her, mo- her family motto is, you can do hard things, and they remind each other of that whenever they have a hill to climb in this life, which, like anyone else, is often. On February 27th of this year, they paid off their entire $53,375.21 in debt and became debt-free. That is a big number. <laughs> yes, it felt <laughs> impossible at first. <laughs> yeah, and I love that you included the 21 cents in that. Like, it's so specific. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Down to the penny. <laughs> awesome. Well, I know that that's kind of what you wanted to talk about today is your journey to going through that and how that was kind of a hard thing, obviously, that required a lot for you guys to go through. So why don't you just kind of start wherever you want to with that? Yeah, yeah, that was the first thing I thought of when you um, asked to have an interview with me because we we just paid it off like it was literally three months ago, so it's fresh in my mind and it's it, I still it feels weird being debt free. Like I know we should be living a little differently than we are. We're we're still very frugal, which is good, and we're living the same way which we were. But it it just it's it's awesome. It's awesome. I can't think about it without smiling. It's exciting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I bet it's a huge weight off after trying to go through all of that for so long. Oh my gosh. Yes. It took us 40 months. So wow. about three-ish, three and a half years. Um, so when we first got married, we didn't know how to mon- manage money at all. And, you know, we were newlyweds and I was 19 when we got married. I turned 20 like two months later. Wow. Yeah. So we were pretty young and he was 23 Mm -hmm. and we just couldn't figure it out. We, we lived with his parents rent free while he was in nursing school for about a year and a half. And we basically had nothing to show for what we saved at all. And so we thought, where is our money going? Like we weren't being too incredibly stupid, but we weren't really being smart either. We weren't. Right. um, putting our money in the right places. So um, fast forward to when he we, he graduated and I went back to school 
and he got a job as a registered nurse. And we were without income for a month or two before he started working. And um, by this point, we'd moved out um, of his parents. So, you know, we had our own bills and everything. Mm -hmm. And um, so how did we live? We lived off of loans, of course, because Mm -hmm. it wasn't anything new to us before we were married. We each used our student loans for not only books and tuition, but I I think like a lot of other people. I mean, I'm assuming a lot of people do this, but for rent and food and clothes and everything. (laughs) I mean, it was like free money, you know, Mm -hmm. and I don't think we really understood it at the time that we would, you know, eventually have to pay it back. Right, <laughs> as dumb right. as it sounds, you know, eventually you'll be old and gray and you'll have these students, student loans to pay off, but you know, that's far in the future and whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how we looked at it. And I remember how excited we were when he started getting paychecks. Um, it was awesome because we had money now. Right. And then, mm-hmm. Oh, bills like, Oh, now we have bills. Now we have rent and tuition and all these things. And so how do we manage our finances? We didn't really know how. We just basically used our credit, our debit card. Um, we didn't have a credit card, luckily. I know yeah, it would have like, good. holy cow, I don't even know what it would have done. But for some reason, we didn't have one. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. we just, this is how we managed our finances. We swiped our debit card for everything. I didn't keep track of what we were spending it on. And then when it was empty, we just transferred funds over from our savings account so that's how we did it (laughs) i know and looking back i have no idea how we lived like this Mm -hmm. i mean if we did this today oh i like i shudder at the thought of not having any idea what's going on in our bank account yeah because now i watch it like a hawk and i know exactly what's going in and out at all times and where every Mm -hmm. single dollar is like every cent Mm -hmm. and so Anyways, so he he was working now, and remember those loans we took out, the free money. Well, it turns out it wasn't really free money yeah. because <laughs> this grace come period. Calling as soon as you're done with that grace period. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. His grace period of six months was up, and we realized, oh, now we have to make monthly payments on this. Like, oh no, we have to actually pay that back. That's mm-hmm. the thing. It wasn't with just interest. yeah, yeah. It, yeah, with interest now. <laughs> it's just something you don't think about at the time. Uh, or maybe it was just us. You know, maybe other people are no, I think we a, I think a lot of people do because you're young and you've never encountered debt like that before. And so you're just not thinking long term. And it's so easy mm-hmm. to just think in the moment. I think that happens to oh, yeah. so many young people. Oh, yes. Especially when if you go to college, you know, it's most people right out of high school, 18, 19, and you're just... You're not very smart then. Yep. <laughs> you just you're not, yeah, you're it. not very experienced with the world. It's a lot no. of them. Um, they, they make those so easily available to people who really yes. shouldn't be having them. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Like me. And gosh, so that grace period was up. And at this point, we'd already had about 43000 in student loan debt combined. Mm -hmm. and um the rest of it you know the 50 what was it that i told you 53,000 ish Mm -hmm. the the exact amount that i told you with the cent it um was after having our babies and stuff so we didn't take any more loans after this but so 43,000 ish was how much we had combined 
after everything and his monthly payments were going to be like 175 or so. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't that much, but as like broke college students who can't manage <laughs> money well, it was a wake up call. Right. <laughs> so we had to try to teach ourselves how to budget and it, we weren't starving by any means, but we just weren't, you know, we never had a savings really like, mm-hmm. at all. And then when we got pregnant with our first baby, uh, we got pregnant young. I was um, 22 turning 23 or 21 mm-hmm. turning 22. One of the two. I was young. And I think that's when we really tried to get better at keeping track of where we were spending our money so that we could cut back in certain areas so we could start saving up for the baby. Right. And it was going okay. Not great by any means. And um, when I was about halfway through my pregnancy, we decided to use a midwife, which cost a lot more because our insurance hardly covered anything. Um, And I had a midwife with my second baby and it hardly, insurances just don't really cover, you know, midwives or birthing centers very well. Right. I know. In my experience. (laughs) Well, and what's funny (laughs) is that midwives are actually less expensive, like, if you're just talking about out-of-pocket costs, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's yeah, unfortunate but... that insurances won't go there. Oh, I know. I know. It's so sad. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, it was important for us. It's for, it just was important. So yeah, we had a midwife and it just, you know, lots more um, in medical bills now. And so one day my husband had, well, not one day, he'd been listening to Dave Ramsey for a while. And that's who we kind of listened mm-hmm. to for advice on financial things and it's really helpful and uh, I figured that we were being like most people who were going to be paying off student loans into their 40s you know they just I mean he works with a lot of nurses even now who are way older than him you know 40s 50s who still have their student loans yeah and I just assumed we were going to be like them because that's what everybody did Mm-hmm. And it's just like never ending. You just can't catch up with it. The interest is just how we viewed it. And then one day, someone invited him to a financial class. It's called um, Financial Peace University. Maybe you've heard of it. It's pretty well known, I think, and it's a Dave Ramsey course. Yeah, I have. I haven't specifically and, heard of it, but that sounds really good. Oh, it's awesome. It it's however it costs ninety dollars to get like a kit that comes with it and like these books and budget sheets and attend a class. But once you pay it, you can go however many times you want, you know, throughout Mm -hmm. your life. And um, he said it was really intriguing and he thought we should pay the money and check it out. And I didn't want to spend $90. I thought, no way, that's too much money. We can learn this stuff on our own. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And oh my goodness, if I had only known the knowledge that I would gain from that class was worth way more than $90. I would not have been so reluctant mm-hmm. because I, I mean, needless to say, my husband persuaded us to go. He's persuaded me. And so I said, well, check it out. And if it's worth it, we'll keep going and then spend the money because I was the saver in our relationship. I didn't mm-hmm. spend money. I just tried to hoard it and then not do anything with it until we eventually needed it. it all the time. Yeah. Right. Just be stressed about it. <laughs> Yeah, that's me. And he's the spender who just kind of, you know, wants to spend on whatever he wants, you know. Mm -hmm. And so we balance each other out, which is nice. And so we went to the class and it changed everything. (laughs) We learned how to budget, which was the biggest thing. And we we learned that we could get out of debt. We thought, what? Mm -hmm. That's a thing. Like people actually do that. Um, But it would be hard. 
And, but, you know, our family motto is you can do hard things. So we said, okay, we can do this. Right. We, we wrote down all of our debt, you know, and we realized how insurmountable it was for us mm-hmm. at the time. And, oh my goodness, it, it was hard. <laughs> yeah. Dave Ramsey always says, um, live like no one else now. So later you can live like no one else. And we did just that. And it was hard, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but worth it. So worth it. I mean, we were in a college town and all of our friends were broke college students. Right. So, but for some reason they had nicer things than us. And Mm -hmm. I think one of the hardest things was it was hard not to compare all the time. Yeah. Because my husband was one of the only ones out of all of us who had a job that didn't pay minimum wage or less. We were mm-hmm. we weren't making tons of money by any means. We were in the one of the lowest paying states for nurses, but for some reasons, his friends, our friends, had flat screen TVs, nice cars, mm-hmm. cute furniture, <laughs> home decor that looked new, nice clothes, and we had, and still to this day, because we only just got out of debt a few months ago and we buckled down all used things. Right. <laughs> like I'm looking right now at our TV. We got it for free. The volume is okay, but it, it like is weird sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we got it for free four years ago and it sits on top of this chest we got as a wedding gift. We never bought an entertainment system. Mm-hmm. And I just look at that and I'm like, that is how we've been living for the past three and a half years. Just nothing yeah. new. We've had the bare minimum and at first it was embarrassing and I was nervous to have people over because our stuff was old and probably going to break any day Mm -hmm. but hey we're going to be out of debt soon and we were going to be living like no one else and uh, finally it happened we we did it we paid off our debt on February 27th and we just now we can start buying things that aren't breaking, which is awesome. (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. So what do you feel like you learned? I imagine both in your relationship and personally, there are some lessons that you learned about yourself um, as you went through this process. What were some of those lessons that you feel like you learned? Things that we learned. Well, I think I learned what is important versus what isn't, you know, um, kind of keeping up with the Joneses. Do I really need to be like other people and have nice things? Or is it more important that we aren't slaves to, uh, that's why we're getting, we got out of debt. We felt like we were slaves to somebody else who was taking our money. Right. You know? Right. And so that's, that's one thing I learned is we don't have to be like everyone else. We can, we can do our own thing. We can, we can live in a way that doesn't seem practical to anyone else. It seems hard, but we can become stronger. Mm-hmm. And I also learned that was surprising to me because, I mean, our marriage has always been awesome. <laughs> um, but that budgeting and doing finances together is basically marriage counseling. <laughs> like, in a nutshell, it it's amazing. Be, yeah. Yeah. It was for us. I mean, at first it was... Uh, so stressful, but because like I said, he's a spender and I'm the saver. So we butt heads a lot Mm -hmm. at first and it was, 
it got to the point where we would just not want to budget at all. It just sitting down to do it was like, oh, do we have to? Like, we don't want to fight right now. Right. I'm in a good mood. We don't want to do it. And then um, it might be, it might sound kind of weird, but we started praying before we budgeted mm-hmm. <laughs> just to know what to do to start it off in the right way. Yeah. Yeah. To feel happy to know what to do with the money we've been entrusted with. And it worked and it changed where, I mean, today we get excited to budget together. We, instead of saying, um, ah, this stinks. Like we have to pay a hundred dollars towards debt. We would get excited and thrilled and say, Oh, our number is going to go down. We get to pay a hundred towards debt. I'm so excited. We're so much closer. Mm -hmm. And and so I guess along with that, another lesson I learned is you can make anything that's negative into a positive, you know, mm-hmm. instead of saying, oh my gosh, that I feel so hopeless. I can't get out of debt or I can't save up for this or that. You can say, oh yes, I get to pay this off and I'm one step closer, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, How did you keep that long-term vision? Because I can... I can picture even myself, I'm, I'm listening and I'm like, like, how do you stay that motivated? You talk about being excited yeah. and like wanting to, you know, throw that hundred dollars to debt. How do you feel like that was able, you were able to do that? Well, it was hard at first because, you know, it seemed so oh, just impossible. Right. Like $53,000. That's never going to happen. But as time went on and we really started attacking it. And this was one of the hardest things too, is any extra money we ever got instead of using it for anything new vacation, whatever. Like every time we got our tax refund, it would all go towards debt. Mm -hmm. And as we started seeing that amount go down, it became exciting. And we thought, Oh my gosh, wait, it's, it's happening. It's, it's going down. We can do this. And I think something else that motivated us, and this is is for really anything in our lives that we've ever, any trial or any test or anything we've ever tried to overcome, we write it down, write down all of our goals, um, just in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, for example, when I, when either of us have had to take a really hard test to pass, you know, I had to become a teacher, so my my test to become a teacher, his test to become a nurse, the NCLEX, um, for either of those, we wrote down, like, I will pass mm-hmm. and just put it all over the house. And we do that all the time. So we would do that with our debt all the time. And that kept us motivated. And I remember one time my husband said, why don't we try paying off 10,000 in six months? And I, th- I looked at him and thought, okay, mm-hmm. I mean, let's try, but <laughs> really like, that's not going to happen. We'll try though. You know, it's okay. Let's try. I don't want to be negative. Let's just, yeah. And we wrote it down and put it all over the house. And guess what? We paid it off in five months. Wow. I, I don't know how we did it. It was, it was a miracle, but so the power of our posters, our signs all over the house is like a real thing, writing down your goals and putting them up. And anyone who knows us when they come over, they see the signs and they're like, Oh, now I know what your goals are. And sometimes it'd be a little like embarrassing. Like, Oh shoot. I have signs all over my house and you're probably thinking I'm a weirdo, but it works. Mm -hmm. I know it works. I mean, it just did. And that's, that's how we stay motivated. It was exciting. And I think it was just our mindset. We forced ourselves to be excited because otherwise it would have been miserable and depressing. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah. How did you, um, I mean, I feel like the biggest part probably of getting out of debt is saying no. Like you said, Mm -hmm. like not being able to do the trips or not getting the furniture or, you know, whatever. So how do you feel like you were able to accomplish that? Like I said, this whole thing was really hard. That was hard, but it became easier. All of this became easier, but I think we, we just had to do it. And sometimes we just looked at each other and said, oh, we have to say no to this, but it's okay. Cause we're going to be out of debt. Mm-hmm. We're going to be out of debt. It was always, we're going to be out of debt and it's going to be okay. And now we can say, oh, we said no that many times, but now we can say yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I think one of the hardest things was when people asked us to go out to eat mm-hmm. because that's a very big social thing. It's a social yeah. thing. And our friends would say, let's go out to eat to celebrate or do this or that, or go to a movie. And a majority of the time, there was a very few times we said yes. It was it was hard. It was hard mm-hmm. to say no. Like, oh, uh, we would ha- sometimes we'd make up excuses like, oh, we're busy, or oh, we can't that night, or mm-hmm. I don't like that restaurant. <laughs> but then we just became honest with our friends because we've always been open about things and just told them, hey, we're actually trying to get out of debt, so we can't. Mm-hmm. Um, at this time, we're just trying to save. But in the future, <laughs> yeah. we'll be able to more often. We'll be able to do things. And I think being honest with people, they were always really understanding. And a lot of our friends knew we were trying to get out of debt. So they, we tried to think of things we could do that, you know, were more affordable and things. So yeah. saying no was a big thing. That was like the biggest thing in this journey was saying no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't do this. I can't do that. But it wasn't just, I can't do this. It was, I can take control of my finances, so I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Yeah, that was actually, so kind of what you touched on there about, like, wanting to make excuses at at first. I wondered if that was part of it, too, because I think I've heard often in our society, in our culture, that getting out of debt, it's not like a fashionable thing, (laughs) you know, like it's kind of like a downer, you know, you don't really bring it up at parties as like a fun party topic (laughs) most of the time. And so, and so I imagine that that was kind of a hard thing socially because people are like, really? Like, that's not, that's not fun. That's not the party life that we want. Yeah. I mean, yes, and they they all had nicer things with us, and they mm-hmm. looked at us like, oh, you guys don't have anything cool or exciting, and you don't get to do fun things, which we did, though. We found ways to have fun and do fun things without spending very much money. Right. And that that was also a, a hard thing, though. It isn't. <laughs> and even now, I, I want to tell everyone, especially when we first got out of debt in February, I would just tell random strangers. I went to the doctor's office one time and I, we were talking about our bill or something and um, insurance plans. And I said, we just got out of debt. You know, I just tell everyone now and they look at me and I always expect them to jump up and down and say, you did. That's amazing. Oh, my goodness. But half the time they just look at me and go, oh, OK. Like, congratulations! That's cool. Whatever. <laughs> like, that's that's not a big deal. But I'm like, no, but we did it. it. It was a lot, and they don't. And we never really had very many. Um, we did have a few friends who were also going through the program at the same time with us, mm-hmm. and they um, they were excited for us, and they'd talk about it with us, and it 
I think that it was nice to talk to those people. Like we remembered who is supportive, talk to them about finances and about our journey and everyone else just kind of ignore, just mm-hmm. pay no mind because they're not doing it right. And eventually they're going to have a hard time and we can give them advice if they need it. But right. Just knowing that you're yeah. making the good choices now was enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it might yes. not win us friends, but at least no. we're doing what's best for us right now. No, no. Yeah. And we've always had really, you know, non-judgmental friends who, even if they thought we were crazy for our debt-free journey, they were kind and awesome anyway. So <laughs> That's good. I imagine yeah. it would have been really hard for you guys if both of you weren't 100% on board. Was there ever a time when both of you, like one one of you or the other was like, I don't know about this? Yes, there was multiple times where either one of us were that way. <laughs> For the majority of the time, we were both, you know, set in our ways of, you know, our, our budgeting and um, squeezing every penny for every little thing. But every now and then one of us would want something else or think, why are we doing this? You know, we could just do this instead. Or like, I'm trying to think of a situation like right now, my husband is trying to get into grad school. Mm -hmm. He's looking at grad schools and, you know, he's thought, well, why don't we just take out like a loan or two? And I thought, no, we did not go through this whole journey to get back in debt. We are not going to. And we've had experiences like that throughout our marriage a few times where, you know, Oh, we need a new car. Should we just get one? Just have a car payment. Right. The other one will bring them, bring us back to earth and say, no, remember we're almost out of debt. We we can't do that. Mm -hmm. We're not gonna. So yeah, there's one of us is always sensible enough to bring the other one back to reality somehow. I don't know how. (laughs) Through many conversations, (laughs) I'm sure. Yes. Oh, so many. Yeah. Well, awesome. So if you were to give any advice to people who are struggling with debt and kind of where you were, where you weren't even wanting to look at the bank account, you just kind of kept spending until, because you know what, I think that that is so common. I, I don't know how people function like that. Because my husband and I are kind of the same. We're very, like, very, very detailed with our money. And we have been for a long time. So I've always been like, that would stress me out because not knowing what's in your bank account. But I think that that happens a lot Mm -hmm. for people that you just kind of get into this rhythm of not, not focusing on it, not really looking at it. Mm -hmm. Um, So what would what would your advice be if they're thinking, okay, I really want to I want to start. Where should I start? Because sometimes that can be the most overwhelming part. Yeah, right. Um, oh gosh, yes. I've. I feel like, like I said, we had a lot of friends who had nicer things than us, and we were always thought, "How do you do that?" And then you know, later they have come back to us and thought, "Hey, you did that Dave Ramsey thing," mm-hmm. um, and now we realize we're in debt. <laughs> And how can you, like, what is your advice? And that's always been such an awesome question for me, especially when you can tell somebody's willing. Right. But um, I, I think the first thing, we did all the Dave Ramsey baby steps, and that's what I always think is just, I mean, it worked for us. A great start. It's just the, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The first step for us was just to, you save $1,000 in your savings. Just, just bust it out. Just $1,000. Right. Like. 
it's not that's not too much just a little bit every paycheck and just save that much and then just start paying minimum payments towards all your debts and attacking the smallest one that's what we did we just attacked it you know mm -hmm. any extra money went towards that smallest loan until it was wiped out and then um when that debt was gone we pretended that it was still there that we still had that minimum payment and so we used that minimum payment for that loan that was now gone and we added it to the second smallest one okay so does that make sense uh -huh. So if our smallest one was like $25, I mean, it was obviously more than that. And the second was a thousand and the third one was 10,000 or something. And our minimum payment for the smallest one was $5. We would still pay $5, but we would, once that 25 was knocked out, we'd put it towards the 1000. Right. Right. Just, it was just a snowball. Yeah. And, um, that was, that was amazing. And I think what was the best thing for us was doing the the budgeting where we made sure we knew where every single penny went in our account mm -hmm. and started just using cash for everything and knowing how much we set aside for food exactly you know yeah this much or gas and just keeping track of it writing down exactly where we're spending it and it's so hard at first yeah because that's what i was wondering was there a bit of a, a learning that. curve for you where it yes, like yeah. some time to catch on. Yes. Well, the first few months, especially if you aren't keeping track of your finances like at all or budgeting at all, which we weren't, you go to sit down and how we do it is we get a paycheck and we say, okay, this is like our paycheck up here. And we subtract. This is how much we're going to spend on food. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now we have this much left. This is how much until we get to zero. It's how much we can spend on gas. Now we have this much left. And that was hard to do at first because we didn't know how much we were spending on all of that because mm -hmm. <laughs> we didn't, you know, ever keep track of it. And so it was a learning curve. You just kind of figure it out. You just, you know, if there is not enough at the end of, we did it every two weeks, the budgeting, mm -hmm. that's how we still do it. Um, if there wasn't enough for food or clothes or whatever, we just remember for the next time. Okay, it didn't work out last time, so we need to increase this much here, right. decrease it here. And um, it just, yeah, it's just a little bit of a learning curve, but you figure it out. Yeah. And and it's an awesome journey to go on. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're married, it'll bring you so much closer. I know that. <laughs> hopefully, totally hopefully. That's, that's what you would hope for, right? Is that yes. it would bring you closer. And I think part of that is trying to make sure that you're both like in the same wavelength with the same goal. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, totally. Talking about it. Um, we kept saying, what are we going to do when we're out of debt? What are we going to, how are we going to celebrate? Mm -hmm. And oh, it was the most exciter, exciting, liberating thing ever. Mm -hmm. It was Oh, it feels so good to not feel like you're a slave to anyone else. Cause now we can pay ourselves. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that would be incredible. Oh yes. And along with that, we know we can do hard things. It was such a hard thing, but I mean, it built a, our confidence. And I mean, even with something that isn't related to money, I can say, well, I paid off debt. I did that. That was so hard. I can do this other hard thing yeah there's kind so. of a self-mastery aspect of that mm -hmm. just to know yes. that you can do 
something like you said, like you can do hard things. Oh, yes. So much confidence comes from it, I think. Yeah. Um, another piece of advice I think I would give that I just thought of is write down your goals and put them everywhere. Yeah, I love I that. swear there is magic. It, it's, <laughs> an, it's a magical thing. I don't think we've ever written down a goal that hasn't, you know, we haven't succeeded in or accomplished. Mm-hmm. It just always works. It does. I swear. Yeah. Did you guys have like a chart or anything that you used? Because with the very specific number that you gave me, I assume from the get-go, there was kind of this chart that you knew how much exactly that you had left to pay off? Yes. Well, um, yeah, they were all student loans. So we would just log into our, um, you know, uh, right. Yeah, I, guess I think it was Great Lakes or SefQ. We'd just log into our accounts and see how huge that amount was. And we just had all the different amounts just lined up. And um, I think we even wrote it down somewhere, you know, this, this much from Brian's student loan, my husband's name is Brian. Mm -hmm. So this much for Brian's and this much for mine. And then we added up how much it was and kind of guesstimated how long it would take us to pay it off. And I think we did it in a shorter amount of time. I think we said it would take five years, but it took us like three and a half. So Mm -hmm. like you said, once the ball gets rolling, I imagine it's kind of contagious. You want to just keep going with it. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, every time we'd pay off even a little bit amount, we'd write it down and see, you know, and it was so exciting always hitting that thousand number, like of of decreasing it by a thousand. It was like, oh, it's not 7,000 anymore. It's 6,000 now. Mm -hmm. That was always really exciting. So yeah. Well, thanks so much for sharing your journey. I think it's really inspirational and something that a lot of people can relate to trying to, I mean, I think that's a huge problem, especially for our generation, kind of the millennial generation dealing with student loan mm-hmm. debt and, and other various financial issues. So mm-hmm. it's really yes. good to hear from somebody that's been through it and is out on the other side and has such a good, strong um, kind of testimony of the fact that it's so worth it. It's worth the yes, struggle. Yes, it is. And it's possible. It's possible. <laughs> I'm only 25 and we're out of debt. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, I don't know how many people can say that. Yeah, That's, I don't think very many. <laughs> very many I people know. can say that. So it's, it's a very hard thing to it's do. Worth it. I think I think anyone who is in college right now and is in student is in debt should start paying it off mm-hmm. even in college and go don't go into any more. Mm-hmm. And if I were to do it over again, I think I would try to not go into debt, obviously, not take out the loans that I did if I had known better. But I also feel like it was such a big learning experience that I don't know if I would change it. And it strengthened our marriage. So I don't know if I would change it, mm-hmm. but I would never do it again now. Right. <laughs> right, right. It's always hard to know exactly what we would do if we could go back yeah. in time. But yeah, that makes sense mm-hmm. that you've just learned so much from it. Can't put a price yeah. tag on that. No, no, you can't. <laughs> all right well thank you so much I really appreciate you having on I'll try to um in fact do you have any links to like the Dave Ramsey stuff that you mentioned or even uh, the the class or books that you were talking about yeah sure I totally do mm-hmm. okay awesome I'll, I'll include those in the show notes then if anybody's interested in looking those up and getting started with that oh yes it's a life changer I I would hope that anybody would 
I know there's a lot of um, different programs out there, but his was amazing. Yeah. It was life-changing. <laughs> yeah, I've heard many, many people so, that have had success with it. So it's good to yes. hear in like a personal basis. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much for being on the show. Yeah, no problem. I'm really glad you asked. It was fun. Thanks for listening to episode nine of Imperfect Me Women, our season closer for season one. I am so grateful to all of the listeners that have stuck with me and uh, listened to the stories of all of these amazing women that I've had on this season. And especially I'm grateful for the women that have been willing to share their stories and share their lives with each of us so that we can feel less alone in the struggles that we go through. I am excited to uh, finish this season and start working on the next season. Um, Season two, I haven't actually set a date for that yet, but my guess is it'll be uh, a couple months from now, uh, getting through the summertime as that tends to get busier with kids and things like that. So I will keep you updated and Uh, release the date for the next season as soon as I know it. And there will be many other women and and neat stories to listen to in that season as well. So if you want to keep tabs on that or anything else going on with Imperfect Me Women, you can visit my website at imperfectmewomen.com. You can also follow me on Instagram and Facebook at the handle Imperfect Me Women. And I'm always happy to uh, answer any questions or if you know somebody or you would like to be interviewed on the podcast, I'm always happy to um, talk about that and and visit any inquiries there. So let me know and I hope that you all have a wonderful summer and I will see you in a couple of months.